0: In episode 153.
1: I feel maybe free isn't the right word now, but like I, and it's like this radical freedom of like, how the fuck do I date at 36 as a trans woman with a toddler? And It's like, but you found me like, you know, like you didn't lose your son. You found your daughter. Like I've been here the whole time. Like I was just like scared to come out. And, but like, here I am. Like I, um, I'm like a virgin, basically, at like 36. And it's just like, I want to get fucked so fucking bad.
0: And that's Linz coming back in part two of my update in another Yas Convo with me, your host, Giselle Mirasol. If you enjoyed what you just heard, well, stay tuned because part two is coming at you. You ready for it? Yes! Yes, yes, yes! Yes, 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 yes! Cross Yes Podcast with Giselle Mirasol. Yes! Yes! Yes, 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 yes! Yes, yes, yes! Welcome to the Cross Yes Podcast, the podcast that still says yes to everything related to cross dressing, sexuality, and gender. It's me, your host again, Giselle mirsol I'm back. You know, I know you missed me. Maybe you didn't. Who knows? I'm here. I'm back with another Yas Convo with Linz. Last week, we heard about her job, her gender presentation now, and what she's kind of doing with it. Um, In this episode, my final installment with her, we'll probably have her back, though. Yeah, we'll definitely have her back. She talks a little bit about her life, her marriage, uh, her family, and what she's going to do moving forward. I think you'll enjoy this one. If you'll enjoy the other ones, well, duh, you're going to love this one you know we still have a discord podcast podcast discord podcast discord if you're not on it you can check out our cross yas website you can click on our discord invite link join our discord chat with some lovely people on there you can also find donation links our patreon our ko-fi coffee um you know donate some money to us because we like keeping this podcast going think you'll enjoy it this is part two and yeah here it is <music> But anyway, um, well, let's, let's talk about the, we haven't, it's been an hour in and we haven't talked about your wife or your kid. How has that changed yeah. in the last year or so
1: after, um, you know, so that one, it's tricky. So it's the kind of thing where, so full disclosure, like we, we split up rooms, um, only about a week and a half ago this was something we knew needed to happen a long time ago this is something i floated the idea of having separate rooms probably about 10 months ago and um we both felt it was really bad like we didn't want to do it we didn't feel like it was necessary but there came a point um and this was another part of like my emotional journey and shit was like a couple of months ago like because we um for the longest time, people had been coming to me and, you know, hearing my story and everything They're like, well, how does your wife feel? You know, How does your wife feel? I've been asked, how does your wife feel? How is your wife taking it so much in my transition? But not one fucking person ever came to me and said, how do you feel being married to a straight cis woman? Like, and um, when that occurred to me one day, I had realized, like, because we, you know, we've had sex three times since this happened. And I think when we talked 10 and a half months ago, it had been two times. Um and uh it just like we tried and we tried but like she's straight and the more I developed and the more I changed she was just not attracted to me. Um and that's not her fault. She's not to blame for that. There's a lot of different like camps of thought on this of like, well, love is genderless and she should love you for who you are and everything. And it's not that we don't love each other. Like we're committed to like, you know, we're like best friends and like we live, we still obviously live in the same house. We don't have any plans to like in that, like we still want to move somewhere together and everything, but like we've come, we've come to the difficult realization and acceptance that we are not sexually compatible. Like we're, you know. Um, so that's the, one of the other things about me is like, especially being in this new job, um, I wear my own clothes in this new job. Like I, you know, I can dress however I want. I wear dresses to work. I can wear skirts. Mm-hmm. I can wear anything I want, but there's mirrors all over the store. And so as I'm walking around the store, I'm constantly seeing myself in the mirror and it has done this thing to my brain where if you're familiar with people who suffer from phantom pain, one of the, um. Like somebody who has an arm like is missing an arm has a, a pain in the middle of their palm, and the question we studied this in philosophy of mind actually was how do you treat pain that doesn 't exist and the answer was you put them in front of a mirror and you do this mirror therapy, and it teaches their brain to rewire itself to rel- to change their self image of now I am a person who does not have an arm, so the pain would eventually go away basically. And that's something that was happening before the job change. But like my brain was beginning to rewire itself where I no longer felt like a man in a dress. I no longer felt like a man in transition or anything Um, like I, I feel more entitled and more belonging in female spaces than in male spaces. Now, like my brain has changed so much in the last two to three months that like My orientation is changing for the first time in my entire life. I've begun to notice men and it's like, it's never happened to me before. I've never Mm. had a thing for a guy. I've never had a crush on a guy. Not long after I left market street, I found myself crushing on a guy that had worked there. And I was just like fuck dude, I've got to like ask this dude out like sort of a thing. Like, um, and I felt, and that was a, a struggle for me too. Um, I was just like, you can't ask him out. Like you're the fucking you know, T word. You can't fucking do that. Like, it's horrible of you, but I was just, i felt more. And I was like, why the fuck can't I? Like, I am just as woman as like the person next to me. Like I can do that. Like that's, that's horrible of me to think I can't do that. Um, and um, yeah, I, I did, I gave that dude my number. I was just like, hey, now you can call me if you want to and everything. Because we got along so nice. well and he always treated mm-hmm. me like a woman and I could tell he believed who I was, who I said I was. Um, he didn't think he, you know, he didn't think I was like a dude pretending to be a woman or anything. He, like, I could tell by the way he talked to me and treated me that he saw me as a woman. But um, But yeah, I had around May, Realized that like I wanted to date again, and like I wanted to like fall in love again, and I wanted to be seen and be loved as myself. Because in a lot of ways, I had never dated my entire life. Um, you know, nobody's ever seen me as the real person that I've been inside my entire life, and um, you know, my wife uh, was very much upfront with her own feelings and everything. Like there was no attraction to me. Like as my breast started developing, everything like did nothing for her. Like, you know, I was very excited about it. And, and she, she said it was, it was probably about the time when I mentioned seriously, the idea of getting, um, gender affirmation surgery. Um, the thought of that was like a big, like, you know, not going to work for her sort of a thing. And it's funny because like, when I was like, when I started dating or I haven't started dating, but like, um, like meeting a guy in a bar. And it was just like this thing of like, when do you like tell somebody you're trans? And it was like, there's lots of different like schools of thought, but you know, it was like, do I really want to waste my energy on somebody who's going to have a bad reaction? Like, do I want to get six dates in? And they'd be like, look, I'm trans. And they're like, okay, well, that's a deal breaker for me. So, you know, for me, I was just like, I need, I want to tell them sooner. But like my wife heard that and she was like, yeah, or like nine years in <laughs> and you realize it's a deal breaker. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, because that's essentially what happened is like she didn't find out I was trans until like nine years in. And it turns out that was a deal breaker for her and not for any like, you know, reasons of like you or like transphobia. It's just like that's not who she's attracted to, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. But it's like I'm not like I'm not so far over now to where I'm like, oh, I'm straight. Like I'm only into men or anything. I I don't fucking know. Like I've never like had a dick near me and like, I don't know what my reaction would be, but wanting to date a guy, it's not like, you know, the first night I'm just going to go home and be like, all right, like I'm going to blow you. It's just like, I want to like see where it goes if I am attracted and I'm more open now to the idea that maybe I am. Um, and I've read like anecdotes about like a year into HRT, like suddenly like women will start to be like, Holy shit, I've always been in women my whole life, but now I'm like, starting to notice dudes a lot more. Um, And it's like, it hit me, you know, at about the one year mark. Um, And there's all sorts of like internalized, like homophobia that some people have to like overcome when it comes to that. But like, if I had been a gay dude, Like, well, there's the one thing, you know, people are like, oh, you just transitioned so you could, like, be with a man. Like, if I had been a gay dude, I would have been a gay dude. Like, you think I (laughs) I would have, like, transitioned just to get some dick? Like, I could have gotten that as a man way easier and with a lot less social (laughs) stigma than... You yeah know, it depends
0: where you are but yeah sure
1: yeah it's like yeah I, I threw my life into chaos and put my body through hormones just to get some dick like <laughs> you know what
0: the long game literally yeah
1: exactly yeah <laughs> it's like i had to really work around myself just to get this you know um so it's nothing like that like i was just as surprised by this as like um i guess anybody who's like studied my life as like because i've never you know like um I, i never had it, but I was like, again, going back to one of the things I said a lot 10 months ago was like giving myself the courage to change has been, you know, one of the most things, most paramount things that I've tried to keep in mind throughout this whole experience is like, you know, let go, let these changes happen and see where they take you um, sort of a thing. But like, that's where it's kind of taken me. It was where like, I made it, you know, I made it clear to her, like, a few months ago that like, you know, she, she's not attracted to who I am, but like, I deserve that. Like, and she deserves that too. I made that very clear. to her. I love it. If you met like a dude who's like, you know, but she's very like kind of take it or leave it when it comes to people, like, um, you know, she doesn't even really like have any, like, um, she's kind of a homebody, you know, and, and she has a couple of close friends, but she, they hardly ever meet up. But like, I'm the kind of person who like, I need like people and I need to like be around them. Um, but mm-hmm. uh-huh. i was just like you know made it clear i was like i need to start dating again i think and and she kind of agreed and was like you know um and in a lot of ways like that's what needed to happen for us um it took a lot of like the pressure away um there's a lot of tears of relief sort of a thing um like we had had several several long discussions about this change coming and I, and us moving rooms and sleeping in different rooms was kind of the culmination of a lot of these discussions it's so it, it's this weird thing now where like I say wife um but like introducing her as my wife is like kind of a weird thing um but like and we both agree like it feels weird to say that but it feels even weirder and wronger to say ex-wife or something so like, now we're in this weird like phase of like if I introduce her to somebody I'm just like and this is you know x and so that that's pretty weird but my daughter like I, I have a photo album that I made for my wife for Christmas, and it has basically a lot of photos from, you know, our life together sort of thing. But I was very deliberate in including photos of myself pre-transition, especially with my daughter, because I didn't want this to be some big secret. But like, you know, I haven't gone out as a man since January um, when I started this new job. And, you know, that was and i i knew if i kept doing that the older my daughter got the more confusing it would be to her um this idea that i can only go to work looking a certain way um i was like that was another reason i was like i got to i got to get out of this because it's going to fuck her up you know if she sees me flip-flopping like this um but i wanted to have access to those photos for her as she grows up just cuz like i don't want it to be like a big secret um and like, she'll see him now and, and me with a beard and stuff. And she'll be like, kind of looks like mommy, but she has, obviously, I mean, she's, she's, she'll be three next month. Like she's, um, hasn't missed a beat. There's no weirdness. Like she only sees me as her mommy. Um, there's nothing, you know, there's nothing of the old pers- person I was like in her head or anything. Um, she's, uh, you know, a hundred percent fine with it. Um obviously. Cause I mean, she doesn't, she's just a kid. She doesn't know any better. Um, she doesn't really know gender yet. She doesn't, I mean, she knows the word daddy because of course like media and everything depicts it. And you know, um, she'll, she'll reference somebody's dad or be like, oh, that's, you know, Tommy pickles, dad or something. And I'm, I'm waiting for the day <laughs> when she kind of starts to like realize and kind of, you know, um, ask about you know and that's probably not till way later when she asks like well where's her dad or like you know and or the day when she asks like she finds out where babies come from and she'll want to know which one of us she came out of sort of a thing um Mm -hmm. like all that's Mm -hmm. down the road with her um but she's easy um daughters Mm -hmm. no problem um it's more of the figuring out um Mm -hmm. the home life stuff and like you know, it's, it's, it's really fucking hard. I haven't slept in a bed by myself for nine years, you know? Um, but at the same time, it's something that needed to happen so badly. Um, and it wasn't hard and, or, I mean, it wasn't easy. It was you know, very difficult, but it was also like, I feel maybe free isn't the right word now, but like I, f- and it's like this radical freedom of like, um, how the fuck do I date at 36 as a trans woman with a toddler? But like I can though. And like, I've gone, you mm-hmm. know, I've got like, okay, Cupid, like I've gone out to some bars. Like, you know, I've, I had a guy, um, buy me drinks and chat me up for a couple hours at a bar the other night. And that Ooh. was like the first time that ever happened. And it was like this really really good experience like it was really good and like he asked for my snap eventually and i was like yeah you know gave it to him and like i forgot my stupid ass snapchat avatar has like a trans shirt on and i was just like um so look like i know you saw that and i feel like i just like kind of out of myself but um i feel like i need to disclose to you that i am a trans woman and like he he gave me this look and i was just like And then he told me the saddest fucking thing and not like sad, like, you know, mean or anything. He he looks at me and he goes, I'm sorry you feel that you have to disclose that and like i thought about that later and i cried about it so many times and i was just like me too like i wish <laughs> i didn't feel yeah. like i had to fucking say that too yeah but like i do because like i was like you know if you're gonna call me if you're gonna like do anything like that like you need to know and i need you to know that this is you know what i am and like if you're not okay with that then you then don't call me you know um, but is that
0: true of anything though like you could say like oh i'm I'm a refugee. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. My therapist, <laughs> my therapist yeah.
1: told me that like, when do you tell me you have a kid? You know, similar yeah. thing with that yeah. of like, you yeah. know, it's like, obviously you don't want to lead off with that, but you know, like, do you tell them <laughs> two, two dates in three dates? Yeah. in? Yeah. Um, but when it comes to men, it's the kind of thing too, if they can feel like, you know, the, the toxic idea of a trap, you know, you don't want them to feel like you've yeah. trapped them or tricked them or deceived them or led them on or tricked them into being gay, you know, like surprise, sure. you're gay, you were attracted to me and I got a dick. So that makes you gay, you know, like sure. there's this idea of fragile, toxic masculinity to where, um, you know, and like the reaction can be different from especially if alcohol has been involved and stuff. It's like, you know, you just it's a weird thing to need to disclose, to have to disclose, to either you do or you don't. And like, I haven't figured out, um, how to go about that necessarily yet. I'm still kind of in a weird place with it. Um, mm-hmm. cause I had a guy again, chat me up like last week of the week before. Um, and I told him eventually and, um, he was like, so you're a dude. And I was like, wow. I was assigned fam- uh, assigned male at birth, <laughs> but you know, there's not much dude left of me anymore. And he was just like, "Oh, well, I'm straight." And I was like, hmm, "So am I?" Like, you know, yeah, like, right, right. You know, it's it just like, yeah. But um, and uh, yeah, he he did not have a great reaction, like, but like, he talked to me a little bit longer. I kind of took it as a teaching moment a little bit, and then like he left, and and I felt really fucking bad. But then I was like, wait a minute, like. You out here drinking your fucking Bud Light, talking to a fucking trans woman in the back of a bar, thinking you're, you know, like, it's so important for you to be, like, masculine, manly, and let, yet, like, here you are, having been attracted to me, coming to me, looking at my tits, like, I've seen you, like, looking at my tits, <laughs> like, you know, I am um, like, but then, like, what, really? took hold that next morning. I fucking passed to this dude in a bar for an hour and a half. And like, you know, I even asked him mm-hmm. after I came out and I knew I could, you know, he didn't know. I was like, but, but my voice. And he is like, you know, the, he said the thing I've heard a lot of other times It's like, well, lots of women have deep voices. <laughs> I, sure. like, I need to get that through my fucking head. But like I passed to this dude for like an hour, hour and a half. And, um, he wasn't even drunk. Like he came into that bar, bought a Bud Light and drank that one Bud Light while we talked. Um, so it's like he wasn't even like inebriated or whatever, and uh, he couldn't tell. And like, so fuck, yeah, like that's wonderful. Like, um, I'm still at this point where I don't let myself pass as much as I really should, and um, right right you know and that's that's a big challenge like i'll still you know f- occasionally get looks and i'll be like yeah she's clocking me and my wife's like what the fuck are you talking about dude?" like <laughs> like they're not and you need to stop and i'm just like but but it's so obvious and you know i'm like <laughs> "But like meeting the new people at work and stuff and ha- them having got to know me like yeah they're some of them are like dude i i don't nobody can fucking tell like you know you mm-hmm. you Like, yeah, there's, you know,
0: uh, no one can, but you know what, uh, in the first, uh, in our previous interview or curious convo, uh, you talk a lot about your mom. I don't know how she's doing with all of this and I don't know if you've seen her since or has she discussed this? Yeah. Yeah. So I see,
1: I see her a lot. And so that's funny. Um, the fact that you asked that because my mom had a very, um, resistant reaction um and my dad had a you, don't yeah, you don't yeah. say yeah <laughs> yeah my dad had a very accepting reaction um, oh you
0: don't say yeah but that's <laughs> kind
1: of changed a little bit um and, oh, uh, interesting. it hasn't quite reversed itself but like my mom now and and she luckily has had the benefit of seeing me like almost every day since she babysits for us um and so she has watched me go through this and like she's she's called me, she's referred to me as her a couple of times to my daughter. Um, I've only heard it a couple of times, but she doesn't say my old name anymore. She doesn't say him. She doesn't use my new name anymore either. Like she is, I hesitate to say trying. She's not resisting like she used to, but like, it's getting to the point now where like, she's more like, I think she's just happy to see that I've done so well. Um, Because like, she's made comments about like, you know, to the effect of like, how well i blend in or whatever and um like you know like around may is when um i just i discovered i let myself finally discover makeup like it took me a whole year to touch the stuff like for the longest time i was just like no 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 i don't need it i don't want it um but around the anniversary i was just like in a way and i went to the ulta and just wandered around like a fucking sad train and was just like waiting for somebody to come like ask me honey do you need help and like sure enough this lady found me and 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 took me to one of the other associates and was like yes uh this this gentleman needs help (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh my god kill me and uh she was like well what do you need and i was like i just i guess foundation concealer i need to match and uh she helped me match some foundation concealer and uh i kind of (laughs) took it from there and um i've got a decent makeup routine. Like it's not, it's not too mm-hmm. much. It's okay. It's um uh, moderate. I'm good at it. Like, I mean, I'll get better the more I do, but I do it like every day ever since I discovered it, I do it every day because it, It again, that was one of those things that helped me pass so much. Um, looking at some of the earlier photos from a couple of months ago, it wasn't, you know, it got better. It got a lot better. The eyeshadow, the eyeliner, everything got so much better into where I'm at a place now where like, it looks very practiced. It looks very natural. It's good minimal, but, um, I think her seeing me come into this place where, you know, and I'm dressing, I dress a lot better, you know, obviously early transition, I dressed very, you know, like, not great. A lot of the times, a lot of faux pas. A lot of like, I want to wear the dress, and it's now I'm, I'm looking at the dress like I cannot believe I fucking wore that dress. <laughs> like, you know, I'm not a teenager. I need to dress by age, and like, I, you know, sometimes like I'll be getting in some outfits for work and shit, and I look fucking dope, dude. Like, <laughs> you know, I look like a fucking like, like I look really good. Um and uh, she like, and I could tell like she don't want to admit it, but like my mom will see that shit sometimes. And I think, and like unmistakable, I think she's fucking proud of me in some ways. And like she hadn't come out and said it, but like <laughs> I think she's like borderline impressed sometimes by how how good I can make myself look and everything. Nice. <laughs> um, but um, but like I just a couple of days ago I showed her um my hair because like I haven't shaved my head in a couple weeks and this is probably the most I've let it grow out in a while. But, um, a couple, I swear to God, a couple of my thinner spots are filling in. Um, and like I've read that with hormones after years, like sometimes your hair can like come back. Um, you know, I'm definitely stopped losing it when I started it, but I haven't gotten on Rogaine or finasteride or anything. So I have really haven't made any effort to like regrow it. I just like whatever wigs are fine. But like some of those thinner spots are filling in and I was like kind of showing it to her and like, you know, and I, I didn't come out and tell her I've been on hormones and everything, but I've made comments about like, you know, like, you know, I asked her for a ride home one night after I'd gotten drunk months ago with a friend. And I was like, made the comment. I was like, I can't get thrown in jail because like, you know, homegirls got tits and like, (laughs) they're going to put me in with the men. (laughs) Like, you know, um, but uh but yeah, like you know, she knows she knows I'm on hormones and um and I don't because like she like she's done a little bit of research over time, I think. Um like when I told her my wife and I split rooms and everything, um she was like, Oh, well, you know, I was just wondering, you know, how long she was gonna hang in because usually like you know, the person like the wife is like turns out to be bisexual when it works out. And I was like, dude, you fucking actually read about this, haven't you? Um but uh yeah, she, uh, she's, she's come a long way. Um, it's my dad who like, I mean, when I talked to you last time, I had just seen him. Um, he didn't come down this year and, uh, mm. and I don't think it's, it's not for any, any reason really because of me. Like my brother had just gotten out of jail and, uh, he brought last year and he brought my brother up to visit him like a couple weeks ago this year And um, I think that was, I don't know, like I usually if he's going to come down for his holiday visit, like he's already talking about it. He's already telling me the dates and stuff and like how he's got his plane tickets. But like he hadn't done it. And so I assume he's not coming down, which I'm very conflicted about because it's like on the one hand, he hasn't seen me since those painful, painful early days and i kind of needed him to see me to to see cuz i i don't look anything like that anymore um so part of me wanted him to see me but the other part of me is like it's super stressful when he comes down so like oh. i'm fine but uh but yeah he's he's not he calls me son. He still calls me by my old name um, on the phone whenever I do call him. And granted, he's usually had a few drinks, and whenever I do call him, his wife is is still pretty on the level. Like she's give, giving me money for laser still um, here and there occasionally. She'll be like, "Honey, what do you need?" And oh, nice. uh, you know, nice. yeah, and like you know, I needed some teeth work done. Like I needed a few crowns put in, and she like you know sent me the money to do that. Like she's. Um, She's still very much on the level, but the last time I called him just like a couple of weeks ago, um, you know, he was like, hey, son, how's it going? And then like halfway through the conversation, I'm pretty sure his wife was like poking at him or something because then he, he called me Lindsay for one of the first times I really heard it. Mm. And then um, for Father's Day, I sent him this cup, uh, this custom made mug that I got that has like a woman and a man sitting on um, like a. A duck, Cause he's a fisherman and uh, we're sitting on a pier and um, she's got his arm around him and it's, he's, it's the guy I have him wearing a white shirt, which my dad always fucking wears a white shirt, just plain white shirt. And uh, it says the other side says, um, thank you for teaching me to be a man, even though I'm your daughter. <laughs> and, um, so I set up that mug for Father's Day and I was like, he's either going to love this or he's going to fucking hate it. Um, but he seemed to get a big kick out of it. I've I've okay. tried to do the best I can to remind him because I feel like it was a thing that he saw and I came out to him, but I don't think it's real to him like it is to my mom who sees me so much. Mm-hmm. True. true. Um, so it became this thing where she was really hesitant. He was really accepting, but then it kind of like he started to resist more. I felt long-term and she was more like, kind of started to come around and, and her own brain has kind of like rewired itself to think of me as, um, you know, this person, as opposed to the, the person she lost, you know, a lot of people still kind of have that like kind of griefy reaction where like, you know, I lost my son. I, lost my husband sort of a thing, um, which I do get. Um, but of course it's like the other way you spend it in this life, but you found me like, you know, like you didn't lose your son. You found your daughter. Like I've been here the whole time. Like I was just like scared to come out and, but like, here I am. Like, I mean, there's, I'm, I can't tell people how to react or anything, um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: obviously, but yeah, but no, I'm lucky enough to, to say that she's my mom's doing good um with it and ultimately my dad's doing good with it too i just like i said i just wish i would have gotten to see him this year to kind of hammer the the point in that you know this is the changes that have happened and uh there's no going back really like at this point like you know i don't know that's yeah, I probably won't get the gender affirming surgery just because it's like it feels like a really selfish thing for me to put myself on an operating table at age 36 with a toddler. And it's just like, what if something happened to me and I and I fucking left this world because I wanted to fucking, yeah you know, yeah you know, I wanted to make my Audi into an any. That just seems really crazy to me. to like, <laughs> if I was 20, 21, it'd be a different story. But, like, I have, like, this little tiny person who depends on me. And if I put myself at risk just for something I want, I feel it makes me feel dirty. Um, and not like dirty, like, Ooh, I want a vagina. It makes me feel like, just like I'm not putting her first sort of a thing. Um, and I'm just scared about complications and and having stuff like that. But, um, but this idea of like, no going back is very appealing to me of like completing the change a hundred percent. And like, you know, now I've got the equipment down there. So now there's like, no going back whatsoever. That's like very appealing to me. Um, and I haven't necessarily shut the book on it. Like there's some people in my life who are very, you know, really think I should get it. Um, if, if it's what I want, you know, they're like, you, you should hundred percent get
0: it. Like, you know, yeah. More- do you do not like your penis? Like, do you, do you look at yourself in the mirror and like, what's up cross yas listener? It's me, Giselle coming at you, wanting to ask you for your help. That's right, my desperate, broke ass needs your help, aka money. Now, you know I'm not too proud to beg. Really, I'm not too proud to beg. So I'm asking you if you could go to the crossyaspodcast.com website, scroll down, and on the sidebar, find the Ko-Fi website, coffee, Ko-Fi, who knows, find the Ko-Fi website donation button, and donate a measly $3, or more if you're feeling generous. I hope you are. It ain't free to run this place, podcast hosting, the website, technology. All that jazz. So, your money would go a long way. So, if you want to help support the podcast, well, consider donating today by again going to the crossyaspodcast.com website, clicking on the Ko-Fi donation link, and do a one-time donation or more if you're feeling generous. Because, you know, I ain't mad. The more, the merrier. And, well, it'll be me who will be merrier. Anyways, thanks for listening. Please send money and back to the podcast hundred
1: percent get it like
0: you know yeah do you do not like your penis like do do you look at yourself in the mirror and like oh i don't feel feminine enough or i don't feel Lindsay enough like, um, is that the one thing? That no,
1: I feel like- it's I, I okay. have a complicated relationship with it Um, for the you know, for the first few months on hormones, I was very studious about nightly masturbation, like we're going to keep it in good working order and everything like that. As my libido changed, it started to become days and days where I was like, oh, shit, I need to masturbate. And then like, I would forget. Again. I just wouldn't do it that night. And the next day I'm like, fuck, I need to masturbate. Got to keep it in good working order. I don't hate it. It bothers me the way it shows in some some outfits and everything like that. Um, I don't think people notice it the way like I notice it, like I, you know, the lump under my dress, sort of a thing. Sometimes that shit bothers me. I don't hate it. Um, it makes me feel inferior. Um, I've developed in some ways like an inferiority complex to cis women, and uh, it was mostly after I asked that dude out and he never called me, which like I knew that was what I prepared myself for. It was like when you give this dude your number, he's gonna say, you know, he's gonna take it. And he, the worst that's going to happen is that he's just not going to call you, and and that's what happened. But like, I developed this like inferiority, like I am less inherently less than a woman because I don't have a vagina, like. And I know that's obviously extremely problematic. And I've kind of gotten over that. I think it was just like a grief reaction to the fact that like I asked a boy out and to me got rejected because of my equipment down there. Um, So I've got this kind of complicated thing where I just I feel like I would be I don't know more real to dudes and and that was the other side of it too I was just like you know I you know I do have a therapist now after you know for a few months now I've had a therapist I see every other week just because I was like I knew shit was getting to the point where I needed one and I was like I feel like no dude will ever want me because of what I have down there and I feel like any woman who wants me is only going to want me because of what I have down there. Um it just became this problematic thing to me that complicated what I am and what I want to be. It's not that I don't like it, it's just I have problems believing that somebody else will like it and won't just be like a you know chasery kind of guys or girls who just like I am more appealing to them because I have like the best of both worlds bullshit. Like, um, you know, I've, I've developed some like toxic dysphoria about it. Um, it's not that I don't like it. It's not that I wouldn't be inclined to use it on somebody, but like for any dude that I meet, like for the, for a little while anyway, it's, it's purely ornamental sweetie. Like we don't, we don't use that. Like, um, but only once I get past that, that point where I'm just like, I'm sure that, it doesn't make me less of a woman sort of a thing and they don't view it as making me less than a woman. I just want to the, yeah, obviously I have a bunch of weird shit about it. Um, I don't hate it. I still use it occasionally to masturbate. Um, you know, I keep it in good work. I take care of it. You know, I shave the thing. Um, it looks good. (laughs) It looks fine. It's healthy, but I'd be lying if I said I didn't prefer to have the other one. Um, but, practically on a practical note it just seems selfish and far reaching of me to wish that i could get it um you know it's it's a lot of you know a lot of prep going in it's a lot of recovery coming out there's a risk of complications i'm old um all that shit just makes me feel like i would be better off closing the book on gender affirmation surgery and just
0: yeah you say that now and then in like six weeks you're like you know what i, I cut it off jazelle i'm like okay i know
1: well. yeah and, and part of me yeah i was like told my one friend i was just like yeah like you know if i if i had told myself a year ago where i'd be now i would never have believed it and like if i you know imagine a year from now when i've got my appointment coming up in three months for the thing that i told myself would never happen you know it's like you never you just don't know how this shit's gonna go um you know and like, and, and I will look when I do get on insurance in my new job. I'm going to, I'm going to fucking look, I'm going to see if it's covered, you know, I'm going to see how much out of pocket that thing would cost. Like, (laughs) you know, so it's like, obviously there is still a part of me that's like interested. It's just, um, I don't want to like get my hopes up and, and I don't want to fall in love with the idea because I just assume that I'll get my heart broken. Um, and, and there's still a part of me that's nervous about getting the removal. Um, and even an orchiectomy is just like, Um, shit hits the fan. Uh, the Republicans take over in a fucking like a handmaid's tale style. Um, you know, like they (laughs) tried to fucking coup the government a couple of (laughs) short years ago. Um, you know, if they restrict my access to hormones and I don't have a set of balls, like my bones will fall apart. Like, you know, like I need hormones, like if not supplementary estrogen, my balls need to be able to make me testosterone. If I, if, I fucking have to go like fucking warlord and shit suddenly. Like, I don't want it to be like, you know, I'm out scavenging for resources and I'm always on the hunt for my next, you know, estrogen supply. Like I need to be able to make, (laughs) I need to be able to make hormones on my own. Um, and so, yeah, there's this, this weird part of me that's just like, it's too scared to like get the the gonad removal just cause I'm like, shut And then I think there's even some versions of vaginoplasty where they'll put the gonads up in your abdomen. Um, so you can keep them, oh. but, um, but then like I, I souvenir. Yeah, exactly. Like keep them close <laughs> just in case. But, but I've, I've kind of read that. I think it has some risks of like developing like cancer later in that, um, related. That's a that. risk for everything. I feel yeah. like I know. There. <laughs> I know, but you know, if we're going to, if we're going to go ahead and remove, well, it's not even really removing your penis. I mean, it's just basically taking all that stuff and just reshaping it. Um, you know, because I mean, it's like your body knows. I mean, it's it's all the same parts. It's just they're organized differently. Like one thing. So one of the strangest changes on hormones that I was not aware that was going to happen, but that my wife actually noticed on me like a week ago. Uh, I had not noticed this, but are you familiar? Do you know what a line is? I think that's how you pronounce it. It's R- I don't
0: know what that what is that?
1: R A P H E line. It's so on, on the underside of your penis from the head going down to the scrotum there is a dark line. Um and so in the womb we all start out as female and we all have that line but as you either you know get the testosterone and estrogen like um that line gets gets um lighter for men basically. Um but after being a hormones for year, it's gotten really dark. And um, and like I was like laying in the bathtub. My wife came in and was like, um, what's that? Like, what is that dark line on the underside of your penis? And I was just like, looked and was like, oh my God, what the fuck is that? Like, I was like, Do I have like blood poisoning? Like, am I gonna fucking die? And uh, <laughs> I I legit tried to scrub it. I was like, is it fucking? Dirt? What the fuck is this? And then, like, I got out of the bath, got immediately on the internet, and luckily that was the first thing that comes up is like people who have been on hormones for like a year wondering why the underside of their penis is dark suddenly. Um, But basically, it's, uh, and women have it more pronounced on their vaginas and everything like that. My, it's basically a sad little vagina trying to form on the (laughs) underside of my penis. My body is getting all the signals to to build female sex, secondary female, sexual attributes for female. Um, And it's trying to make me, and it's like a little line and then it gets wider. And then it gets back to little line. It is a sad little vagina that couldn't on the underside of my penis. And it's like, it wants to be there. It's trying (laughs) to form and it just fucking can't. It's so pitiful <laughs> and sad.
0: The worst children's story, by the way, the little vagina that could.
1: Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that one. <laughs> they pulled that from the shelves. Fucking Republicans yeah.
0: pulling all the books. It was this Republic. <laughs> exactly. And the funny the thing is when you said uh, I was waiting to see how much it cost out of pocket to create a pocket, which is funny to me.
1: Sorry. About 20 grand. Yeah. <laughs> that's what Uh, i've read is about 20 grand but i'm sure it varies depending on how artistic of surgeon you want and like you know sure you want the
0: picasso for your vagina oh
1: dude yeah i want somebody to like fucking like (laughs) you know meditate for weeks before they get in there and do this i want i want (laughs) you want want them to
0: to to like uh what is it uh method act and so learn how to be a yeah a surgeon to (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to create your your perfect vagina. Yeah, I don't
1: <laughs> care what you do as long as you're a genius. Like if you need to get fucking stoned or get on pills before you get down there and do your th- – like whatever puts you in your fucking zen, like do it. Like if you've got to fucking like go on a – you know, fasting for a week and like go to the mountains of Tibet and then come back and make my vagina, like do it. Like – you know, do it fucking naked if that's what you have to do. Like, I want to find the best surgeon, most eccentric surgeon that does like the best work. But you're just like, can you trust him? Like, you know, he's got to like do it blindfold. Like, yes, yes,
0: do it blind. <laughs> so, so what's your uh, hormone like regimen now? I know we talked about. Whatever it was, I know you were on Spiro last year. I don't know if that's still um, the same. No, I was,
1: I was actually be... on Bika last year. Bika, um, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What
0: are you on now? What are you? On
1: yeah. Now? Um, the Bika hasn't changed. Um, that'll always be 50 milligrams, probably. Um, unless my body decides that it don't don't work no more. I was on two milligrams for the first two months, and then I went up to four milligrams until, actually, only until um, about May. Um, like I had my follow up in March and that's when they, she put me on, uh, progesterone. And so I started shoving that up my ass every night. Um, love it. Mm-hmm, we yeah. love
0: things shoved up the ass on this podcast. Yep, mm-hmm.
1: Pop two of those up there every <laughs> night. And that, that God, that helped so much. And, and progesterone works different for everybody. It, sometimes your body can convert it into DHT and there can be like remasculization that happens. Luckily, none of that happened with me. Um, I didn't have any crazy hair growth, um, Um, but it helps so much with my anxiety. Um, like I don't feel my anxiety so much in my stomach after I started it anymore. Like I, that was one of the first things I noticed and I'd read that it can actually kind of function kind of as an anti-anxiety thing, but, um, it helped round my breasts out a little bit. Um, I kind of attribute some of my good breast growth to it, but, um, it's kind of, like I said, it's kind of a wild card, but, um, but I love, love progesterone that has been Like I felt so much more complete after being on it and everything, but I didn't bump up my hormones until to five milligrams until about early June, I think, um, bumped it up to five. And then about four weeks ago, um, maybe, yeah, about four weeks ago, went up to six. So now I take six pills a day under the tongue six times a day. So like I have three in the first half, I'll get up and do like one at eight o'clock, one at 11 o'clock, one at two o'clock five o'clock, seven o'clock, 11 o'clock. And it's like, for some people that may sound like a nightmare, like, you know, like the guy that I work with at Marga street, he'd be like, yeah, I take my shot of testosterone like every week. And like, sometimes I forget it's just a pain in the ass. I'm like, honey. Okay. So I take my block in the morning. <laughs> I take six pills under the tongue a day, wait for them to dissolve. I shove progesterone up my ass every night. So, hmm, like we're a little, little different in our, uh, medication regimens, but that's pretty much it. I was supposed to do a follow-up visit to get blood drawn, uh, next month, but I went ahead and pushed it back to December for a few reasons. Um, and, uh, you know, there, I was, I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm fine. I feel fine. Um, for a while after on four milligrams, I was really eager to go up just cause I felt like it's still lo- a fairly low dose. And I was just like, dude, I, I feel like shit sometimes. And I think it's because my hormone levels are too low. And like my last blood test, they were, On the lower side for a trans woman. And my doctor seemed to think that was fine, but I was just like, dude, no, like I'm worried about my bones. I'm worried about my energy levels. So, but here at six, I feel pretty good. Like it feels okay. Like I said, I've got good development. That's one of the other things is like, as long as you're developing good and you're seeing the changes you want to see, like there's really always not a lot of reason to change much. Like higher dose doesn't always mean more feminization. And Eventually, I'll probably switch to injections or something um, if I stall out on pills or or something. But um, right now, there's really no reason I don't feel like to change anything. And, and six pills a day, I'm capped out. Like
0: that's a lot I, of pills. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I
1: can't like even if I went up to eight. Like, where do I fit that in? Like, you know, I can't, I'm not going to do it every two hours.
0: Like, <laughs> I mean, you know. your butthole can fit a lot of stuff in there, so just shove it up in there. And-
1: yeah, mm-hmm. well, estrogen doesn't really do great up the butt. Like, it it does way better under the tongue like if you're not is like never swallow that pill like always do it under the tongue if you're going to do like patches under the tongue or injections or you know some people say implants but um but yeah that's really the way to do it it's not something you really want to put up your ass or down your throat you know um not if you want to get the the good them good results um but but yeah that's that's about it as far as uh, the hormone regimen like i said i've had really good results i feel um
0: yeah, C cups will C will do that to you. Yeah,
1: yeah, I know. I'm still like, yeah, you know, still swimming in joy about that and everything like that. And I know they'll they'll get better eventually. Like, well, better. I mean, they'll get bigger eventually. But like, <laughs> oh, geez. it's just the kind of thing where like, and maybe it's just because like I maybe have a wider rib cage. So like I read that like trans women can typically have wider rib cages, but like I feel like they sit kind of far apart. And like, so I'll try to like do the push up bras like because it's so
0: hard for me to make cleavage
1: and um like.
0: You liar. What do you mean?
1: (laughs) Like it is though. Like I have like a special bra that kind of has like a corset thing in the middle that like, you know, it's like a push up, but then you tie it in the middle and it kind of pushes them together. Um, And then I can wear like a tank top or something. And like, and then you can like see some cleavage and like, fuck yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, But other than that, like, you know, it's like, I see other women with like about the same size breasts and like, they got like cleavage and I'm like, you bitch. Like,
0: the fuck Um, but yeah yeah a lot of changes in a year uh which is kind of kind of cool and exciting for you
1: yeah no i would have been i wouldn't have believed it if i told myself a year ago exactly how far i would have come by now you know one of the last things like i said i really have not focused on is the voice um haven't done the voice training haven't done lessons haven't gotten a voice coach or anything and like that's what like, are
0: you looking for though because yeah women are mm. they have deeper voices like if i didn't see you i didn't you know know you were a, you were a, a call center and you called me i'd been like oh hi ma'am and you'd be like huh it, you
1: yeah. know and occasionally i'll get madam over the phone um at market street or you know the last place that that would happen occasionally they would call and call me ma'am and everything occasionally that did happen um it's just it's I could do so much better with my voice. Um, I could, you know, I, I kind of err on the side of like kind of the raspier lower kind of like, um, yeah.
0: Scarlett Johansson. Sounding, yeah. You know,
1: yeah. Okay. I just, I, I want to take it fucking higher and not like falsetto high. Um, I, I, you know, there's all pitch resonance, all that bullshit. Like there's, there's science behind it. It's just, I want it to be less clocky. Um, cause it's like, it's the kind of thing where it, I read 100% female until I start talking and then it kind of like can raise an eyebrow or something. And, um, and if I do ever get called sir, which it still occasionally happens, it's because of my voice, um, at the drive through, you know, like, um, you know, I do, I get pretty good about not getting called sir through like a drive through speaker, but like it happened just the other day, like, you know, I was like, Oh no, I actually ordered this and not that they're like, Oh, sorry, sir. And I was just like, ugh. But it's like I can't get upset about that, you know, and and that's but that's the thing is like my voice still pretty much reads as mail um, over the phone and over like speakers and stuff like that. So I would just like to get a little farther away from that um, because that's that's it, dude. Like, um. But yeah, I mean, I try not to beat myself too uh, too much about it. Like listening to voice recordings for myself from a couple years ago, like I had trained my voice into a much deeper, like broy, like you know, what up, oh boy, like. And I've I've gone higher. Like even just listening to recordings from myself from a year ago, I'm like, okay, so I am making progress. I'm coming up on it, but it's just it fucking drives me crazy and i wish it was better and like i make voice uh, i make um video recordings for my daughter um which i mentioned the last one um i did voice recordings but i changed it to video just cuz like i wanted to kind of document the changes physically that i was going through so back in march i started to do these like journal like diary kind of recordings for her and so i've got like 20 something of those and it's even it's kind of jarring to to see that the physical changes in my face from Got about six months ago, or not even six months ago. And even my voice changes from the five months ago up until now. But, like, yeah, I have more face, facial hair, you know, shadow and stuff, even in the short time of five months ago. And my, you know, I hadn't learned makeup then. So, a bunch of those first recordings, I didn't have any makeup on. And then went through the kind of painful phase. I'm like, I'm okay at makeup, but I'm really not that good. And I will need more blush, I need more color. Hadn't done eyeshadow yet. And then to getting to the point where, like, I look. Good, finally, to me. Like I look in a very comfortable place as far as like my face and body go. So that's been kind of interesting, but it's it's validating to see that I've actually come a little bit on my voice without actually having worked on it, without actually done my homework.
0: You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you sound great. Again, you you sound more confident today than you did maybe I don't know a year ago. You did you sound the same, but there's this confidence within you. It just seems. So, to just translate well on. I mean,
1: that's funny you say that. Cause like when I listened to those recordings, I was just like,
0: you sounded so
1: fucking happy and so positive and so <laughs> optimistic about the future. And you're going to go on today and you're going to sound like shit. And you're going to be like, well, I did the thing and you know, like it ruined my life. And no, I mean, it didn't ruin my life, but it's like, I didn't know what transition was when I was on the show last time. And now I kind of do, I pretty much do. I'm you know, like I tried to close the book on it a couple of months ago and be like, I'm done. And like, I'm done, done transitioning. <laughs> you know, I'm a woman now. Um, but I'm obviously not. And the second puberty thing is real, like the emotions are real, like the the you know, there's debate whether the trans woman period is a real thing or not. But I tell you about the fucking 19th, 20th of every month, I get fucking weird for like a week and like I'll get real fucking emotional and like I'll cry over the weirdest shit and I'll go back and forth and the next morning I'll wake up and I'll have a great day and I'll feel fucking wonderful. And um, so I don't know what the fuck is up with that shit. But like I, I've noted it in the recordings I make, I'll be like, you know, I'll, I'll notice it and then. You know, like the next month, about the same time, I'll get fucking weird again. Um, so I don't know if that's just like generally just being on hormones and having like body changes. But, um, you know, there's that. But it's like I get real fucking emotional. I've had some deep, deep lows and I've had some really good highs. But um, I still feel like I'm in a harder place now than I was when I last recorded with you. and Which is weird because I was like boy moding and like still felt like a man in a dress and all that. Um, And I've come so far, but, like, I still feel like, I don't know, like, there's so much shit that I'm, like, going through. And and this time in particular is really hard with, like, my wife and I kind of, like, moving apart a little bit and, like, open myself up to, like, dating again. It's, like, what a fucking nightmare. Like, I don't know how to fucking meet people. Like, going out to bars, you're just going to meet people who go hang out in bars. And, like, you know, ain't no book clubs around here. Like, ain't no fucking, like, you know like, I don't know what the fuck to do. Like, I don't know where to go meet anybody. And I hate online dating. Cause it's just like texting back and forth. Like, Hey, how's your Friday? Like, you know, what you up to? Like, you know, what kind of music you like? It, it fucking drives me crazy. So like on my profile now, I'm like, look, we can video chat. We can like play video games or something, but like, I cannot do this. I can't do the like back and forth thing. How you doing today? Kind of bullshit. Like it drives me crazy. Like I'll try to like mm-hmm. play therapist with them and like trying to like get into some deep, interesting conversation. And like, they won't like, cause uh, ugh, it just drives me crazy. And, um, but I'm so fucking thirsty for like a boyfriend or a girlfriend or something like never in my life have I felt more like I need something. Like I need somebody who's into me. I need to be into somebody. I want to get fucked. You know, like I, um, I'm like a virgin basically at like 36 and it's just like, I want to get fucked so fucking bad. And um, I just don't know how to go about it safely. Like, I don't want to just like have a one night stand. I don't want to just like, you know, bring in a fucking prostitute or something like that. You know, like I want there to be like an emotional connection and stuff. And like, I don't know how to like snap my fingers and produce that. And I don't know, like I work with mostly women and it's just like, not that I'm like, can't be with a woman or anything, but it's just like, I am such a weird fucking place, and I don't know how to hmm. fix it or get what I'm looking for. And I would try to be patient, and I'm trying to just let tell myself just let the changes continue. Just continue to grow into yourself and be who you are, and something will come along. But like, I fucking need human contact so bad. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like it drives me fucking crazy. Well,
0: well, I know we talked about before possibly moving, but. I'll be honest, like there's a watering hole for for that, and there's there's the West coast, there's the East Coast, there's certain bigger cities that have it. I know you're in West Texas, so there's there might be some cities in Texas, but you kind of gotta go where you gotta go, you know what I mean like there's there's places for it, whether or not you choose to go there. It's up to you because you can't be in like can't be in the desert and being like, Where's the water? Ah, I know, I know. God, there's no water here. I, I guess know. I'll just play with myself. I don't know. <laughs> and
1: and there's like bigger cities around here, and like some of the people from OK Cupid, like they're all from like neighboring like city, like Dallas and Austin and Houston and all that stuff. Um, but um, so that was one of the appeals of this new job was that um you know, I got hired for growth potential. Basically, like they want to put me in these one of the. There's going to be like a new assistant manager position opening, and they, you know, at the end of this quarter, and they want to. They got me in there doing what I'm doing with the intent to put me into that position when it opens, um, which is like salary and like a lot better and everything. But I'm relocatable, is what I you know made clear to them. They have like relocation packages, and like oh, nice. one, the first thing she told me it was like, "Well, we got stores in Canada, like." You know, you basically go. like, yeah, you tell me where you want to go. And as long as like, you know, you get in here, you do the five week training in San Antonio for this thing and like, you, you come about and you, you, you know, like we'll, we'll help you get somewhere. And that was kind of a, one of the big appeals to coming into this thing was like, this could be a doorway for me out. Like my wife can take her, the work she does remote and everything. And like, even and with that student loan uh, forgiveness, like we're both going to get 20 grand knocked off our student loans, which was basically all I owed. I, I would like 22,000. So that's basically my shit. We've, we've so, you know, she's still got some private student loans um, and I've still got, we got car payments and stuff, so, but that does help our debt to income ratio. It does help make this a more thing that we're able to do, um, relocation. And the kid's getting a little bit older. She'll be able to be put in school soon. And we won't be as reliant on like my parent or my mom is like, um, our free daycare basically. So that door is opening. I'm hoping, um, I think I, last time I had said that I wanted to have plans on moving by now, by this point. And so I think maybe I'm kind of like got plans. Yeah. Yeah. But it's still like, it's not, you know, it's not as great as I would hope, but, um, but it's something, you know, it's more than I had a few months ago. But, but yeah, I know. And, and, you know, when I asked that dude out, like, like I said, I had just found myself like crushing on this dude, like real hardcore after, after a while, um, it had just like kind of come to me and I was like, you need to ask him out to purge your mind of this like pollution. Like, cause you know, he's going to say no, but if you don't do it, it's just going to stay with you in this, like, what if, and all this. And so I was like, gotta fucking do it. But I talked to my friend afterwards and, um, They were like, well, it's a good thing he said no, because like y'all probably would have fallen in love and you probably would have gotten married and then you wouldn't have been able to hoe around and you probably wouldn't have wanted to move, you know? And I was like, oh shit, Hmm, you're probably right. Because, you know, that's the other thing is like, I've been in a relationship for nine years and like, I don't want to just like monkey into, you know, the monkey swinging where you don't let go of the branch you're holding until you've got another branch to hold on to. I don't want to monkey into a new relationship necessarily like i do want to have like a little space and freedom to not quite hoe around maybe isn't the right word but like to like date around and like um you know just like explore people explore myself and everything like that um you know like the kink stuff is like um like my libido has changed so much in this last year like it me and like bdsm and everything went from this thing of like a starving person who wants a sandwich. And I'm just like, what is that? A mayonnaise sandwich? Give it to me. I'm going <laughs> to fucking eat that shit. And now I'm like, well, what's on the sandwich? Hmm. I'll eat it if it's good. Like, you know, like that's, that's the change of my libido is just like, I want it, but I don't fucking need it anymore. Like it doesn't control me anymore to where like, I have to have it. It's just like, well, I'll have it. Mm maybe you know like and that's so much better for the first time of my life i'm like truly in control of myself and i'm not like i don't know like i don't know i just my libido was such a strong controlling factor of my life as a male because i I, like i i think i touched on last time i think it was one of the only ways that i could ever like truly feel female was engaging in that stuff but like now i don't need it like that and i can rediscover it in a different way and um, so I'm, I'm eager to do that, but, um, but again, safely and not like rushing into something with somebody where suddenly like I'm in a weird situation and uh, I, you know, didn't want it to go down like that.
0: Sure. Sure. Well, I'm excited. I can't wait to see where our third interview will go where you'll tell us that, yeah, yeah, I've been fucked an ass like 50 times. And uh, yeah, I hope some I mean, <laughs> what's up cross yas listener it's your host giselle again and i'm here to tell you about the patreon patreon is a way where you the cross yas listener can get bonus extra content to enjoy the cross yas podcast patreon is separated by three tiers basic queen yas queens and yas queen sing which allows you to get digital art bonus episodes and even an empowerment song for my wife kirsten or all the above to find out more, check out the crossyaspodcast.com website and click on our Patreon links, which are located on the sidebar. Or you can go directly to patreon.com forward slash crossyas and find it there. If you love the regular free content you're listening to now but are aching for more, check out our Patreon, which again can easily be accessed on our crossyaspodcast.com website or again, patreon.com forward slash crossyas. Sorry for repeating myself, but you know, repetition. <laughs> Anyways, thanks, and back to the podcast. Well, I'm excited. I can't wait to see where our third interview will go, where you'll tell us that, yeah, yeah, I've been fucking ass like 50 times, and... Uh, yeah, I hope. I mean... <laughs>
1: Yeah, I really hope like I yeah, I hope, I hope the the third one isn't just like me being like I want to be a man again. <laughs> like, no, I mean, hey, I, you know
0: de- detransitioning is a thing, but I doubt it for you. you unless you want to detransition to gay man then probably, sure.
1: Yeah, no, <laughs> I don't like. And that's, you know, I mean, I don't want like a, you know, the self-harm part of me. It's just like get on grinder, but it's just like I don't want a gay dude because like I don't want to be like viewed as a man sort of a thing like like it very much is like my brain has like got yeah, rewired itself and just like I feel as entitled to femininity as like anybody else can
0: be sort of a thing. Like But if you're um, looking just to get fucked in the ass, I mean tons of people on Grinder will do that for you. I
1: know, but but really again, like it. I I want it you know, it's my first time. I want it to be special. Like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs>
0: Oh, you you yeah. innocent child. I'm I know. Sure. It's, it's like, yeah,
1: I don't you know, I don't wanna just like get banged and then like left or you know, and it's like I don't want it to be like somebody who views me as like a hot dude or anything like that, or like a, a feminine man or any of that bullshit, sure. like is, like is weird and toxic as it may sound like I kind of want a straight dude, like, you know, like, right. and maybe sure. that's because like, how oh Sure. It's just like, yeah. And it's like, maybe it's like, I'm, I'm fucked up in the head where I'm like, Oh, it's a part of my transition. Now it's like, I need a straight dude. So I feel more female. Like, you know, I've like tried to dissect it of like, what are my motivations, but it's really just like, I'm following my feelings sort of a thing. And it's just like, yeah, I don't know. I just, I want to feel real and validated. And like, I feel like I don't know, like, I don't, a gay dude would just kind of like think of me as just like another dude or, you know, I mean, obviously like, I mean, it can't be like bi or pan or something like that. It's just... I don't know, and maybe maybe yeah, I'm yeah. gonna transition into just this awful person too, like maybe you, won't. you know, maybe you won't. I'm just to be this toxic feminine person who's just like <laughs> shits on other trans people and like you know, like
0: if you don't if you don't shit on other trans people as a trans person, are you really trans? You know? <laughs> well, that is
1: true. You know, it's like yeah, we we say in some circles like nobody hates T words more than T words, like exactly. You yeah, know, see, it's like,
0: exactly. Yeah, uh, um, it's like you have to hate within. To Mm -hmm. love without... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but I don't,
1: know. But I don't yeah. really hate other T-words. Like, I love y'all. Um, And if y'all ever, like, need to, like, talk or, you know, my email is always open. I think I dropped it on the last one, but it's, it's lens19 at protonmail.com. If you ever need to, like, shoot me a fucking letter and be like, dude, my shit's all fucked up. Like, my shit's all <laughs> fucked up, too. So, like, you know, mm-hmm, you can always, mm-hmm. like, you know, I'll read it and, like, I'll give you a little advice if I can or, like, you know, relate to your story. Like, it's cool. Um, I still don't have much of an online presence. Um, I made an OnlyFans and like, you know, hey,
0: got my tits okay. out there and fucking showed my. Fucking... Well, share that too. Shoot, you want money? I can help you promote that if you want. I don't
1: know. Yeah potentially i don't know i because i did it like two months ago and then i was just like
0: oh i'm fat and like my fucking like
1: tits are smaller than and like maybe (laughs) i should maybe i should wait longer until like my you know like i'm more complete because i feel like i kind of jumped the gun like i did it i only did one photo set by myself but I, i was so happy with it i felt like it came out so good and i was like my body's in this place where like now i feel comfortable sharing it and, um, you know, it's like, so if I make a little bit of money on the side, that's cool, but that's not really what I'm here for It's like, I wanted to do this for so long and now I feel like I can't. And then I did it. And then I kind of like, I didn't get any, like, <laughs> didn't get any subscribers and I didn't really promote it much either. Just on Reddit <laughs> a little bit,
0: but, um, mm. we should change that. We know, I know we talked about a Lindsay, um, uh, it kind of thing on, the previous thing i would love to still have you on the podcast as like a running segment or whatnot or if you'd want to come on the podcast to give us your take because i know you're still a super philosopher
1: yeah yeah no on things yeah i'm always down to do shit um yeah if y'all ever do like roundtable shit i can always like go on for that yeah Yeah. i'm always down for for whatever you got if you want to get me on for whatever. Um, I have no problem with that. You just got to like, you know, be prepared to deal with my fucking like pseudo intellectual tran bullshit that i come out with like you know i try not to be uh try not to be too much of a hot take but like occasionally
0: what we love hot takes that's what gets the clicks and the views and the i know the, i just
1: know, but that's the only reason i also i'm not too apt to like share like my only fans or my reddit account like i didn't i have a stupid ass subreddit that i've had for years and i didn't an nice. inter- yeah i did an interview on this other this sex podcast about it like a video interview and like like a month later is when I discovered makeup and like properly fitting bras. And now I'm just like that video of, of me is on the internet, like a two hour interview. And like, I look good. Like, don't get me wrong. I do look good, but I was just like, God damn it. If I had just waited a little bit longer, I would have, <laughs> you know, but, uh, but yeah, I have this dumb ass subreddit. And so I was like, part of me, was just like, go ahead and like cross the streams, join these two online personas and like, you know, Cause it's like if you know that one, then you can like easily find my Reddit account and like my OnlyFans and all that shit. But I'm just like I'm just not quite ready for the potential like of internet hate, especially when I'm still like so like vulnerable in, in an early transition phase. I just like I don't know. Sure. Still- I feel
0: like you you haven't hit that I don't give a fuck phase yet. You need to hit that phase before you. Yeah. Because I'm at that phase already. I think once you get there, Lindsay, then we'll be able to you know, do more shit. Cause you you still give a fuck i know
1: yeah and i'll cast those fucks away soon probably um or something i don't know but yeah it's like and i'll go back to the old fans i'll do like i need somebody who will will take my picture because it was so difficult working the camera by myself and like having a little clicker and all that shit and like you can see the blue light in some of the pictures where i'm trying to like hide the clicker but when you click it it blinks blue and so like in some of the photos you can see that i'm trying to like you know keep it all low-key but like it was really hard to do it by myself but i was still like very happy with how it came out but it was also on my fucking cell phone too so i was just like we'll yeah, find somebody it. with like a real camera who will like yeah. do some of this shit so once i get there maybe in the third interview i'll be ready to like share can't wait that shit. you know what i mean like
0: i cannot wait
1: yeah um but hopefully i'm in a even better place it's not that i'm in a bad place i'm just i'm still i'm mid transition um hopefully um and uh you know it's just i'm in a weird i'm not just a gender transition place i'm in a life transition phase you know yeah it's Mm -hmm. just very strange very emotional but i'm working through it you know it's fine like i said i got a therapist at least i've i've realized that i need some something of that you know for a long time i was like i got this i'm fine and then I was mm-hmm. like, one day I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. I don't got this. Like <laughs> I need somebody to fucking work through this with.
0: And, uh, and I'm, yeah. and I'm glad you found a the therapist. Then you have the podcast too. Now you'll have four episodes out of you. Cause I'll have to, divvy this up into two different episodes oh god yeah. I'm excited for people to hear you again because they really loved your episode so yeah
1: yeah, cool. yeah and that was cool yeah and it was yeah like i said it was one of those weird things where i was just like oh i'm not like that anymore like <laughs> you know like i'm glad y'all <laughs> like that but like yeah and i i am obviously that person now but like listening back i was just like it's like sitting there like angry at myself like you're talking about pest control way too fucking much like, what
0: the fuck <laughs> well yeah, we're, we're our own we're our own harshest critics right so you'll find all sorts of things like why did i say that or that was stupid who talks like that and you're know, like but people who listen are like oh my god someone's talking about trans stuff i love it and then that's really what they get but we we want to critique all these like things that no one really cares about like no one gives a shit how your voice sounds no one gives a shit about I know. how you look it's just like oh it's it's, it's like just all about awareness and, you know, just displaying and getting out there because we need more content like this. Cause there's, you know, it's not a lot out there or if there is, it's not some people relate to the specificities of like, Oh my God, that happened to Linz. Oh my God, that happened to me. Or, Oh my gosh. And yeah.
1: And I, I really hope it helps some people who are like early transition. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, I was still very much early transition and, you know, I didn't know what a lot of this was about. I didn't know what the changes were going to be like, but I was, you know, like, I don't know, anybody going through that special phase of transition, you know, you only get that early period once. And, um, I hope it was a good snapshot for some people of like, I don't know what, what that mindset is like and everything. Um, it feels so foreign to me now, but, but luckily I can thankfully say I've been through it. You know, I did the awkward, awkward Bambi, you know, shaky leg phase of transition where I'm, you know, like, I'll never forget like a few weeks after I started, um, the grocery store, I was just like, I had, I stopped and was like, thought about what it was like boy moating at the pest control and how horrible and painful it was, but it's, it seemed like a million years ago. And it was like, I put it behind me so hard and shut the book on that life so hard that it was just like, I had to stop and breathe and realize that I had done it. Like I had made it, like I didn't have to boy mode anymore. Like I haven't gone out as a man. It's, it's so long and I haven't felt the need to, I haven't done you know any of that and then even with this new job like going in dressed in like my own clothes and everything like I shut the book so hard on that unisex uniform and um, wearing you know the same clothes every day that it all seems like so long ago and like a bad dream and everything but it really wasn't that long ago and like now I see myself in the mirror all the time at work and I just see me and I look good. And like, I still, you know, I have a lot of dysphoria. Sometimes I'll catch myself in an angle and be like, Oh, like I look like a man. And then, but most of the time I, <laughs> I don't. And I really, you know, like women's restrooms, like going in there, I don't feel awkward in those spaces anymore. And like, um, you know, it's, I've, I've grown into myself finally. And it, and I try to slow down and remind myself a lot of, of I'm doing really good and I've come a long way and I'm making it and I'm doing the thing and it's really fucking hard for anybody to do something like this, but I'm doing the thing and thank God, like I'm still alive. I haven't, you know, like, I mean, I get, I get the suicide thing. Like, you know, they talk about like, you know, trans suicide rates are so high and like ideation is so high. Like I fucking get it. Like I have been, you know, in those realms more in the last year than I have ever, just because it's like, not only did I not get to live my entire life. Now I have to start like as an old woman and, and debatably as an old woman, there's plenty of people who will come right at me and be like, you will never be a woman, you know, shit like that. Like I've, I've overcome a lot of that toxic online stuff that I don't really engage in those spaces anymore. And that's another reason I'm, I'm hesitant to like share my, what, what, final anonymity I have through Reddit is just because like I don't engage in that kind of digital self-harm anymore where I go and look at like comment threads about trans people you know every time trans athletes come up you get some of the most horrible shit that you'll see and like but when I was doing pest control on the internet a lot I was experiencing way way more transphobia than I ever did when I came out into the real world Um, I was seeing shit every day on the internet and Reddit that was like really making me think that I was like fucked. And um, when I came out and started actually living as a trans person, that shit all went away. Like people aren't like that in the real world. Um, And, and, you know, I I don't live in horrible west texas i don't live in like a tiny little town where everybody knows you and maybe it's worse there but maybe it's not but like, so that's that was another piece of advice i have for anybody who's transitioning is like don't let online transphobia like deter you from wanting to like complete your transition socially in the real world because i know a lot of people who are like i can't go out dressed i'll never go out dressed until i 100 pass but like you've got to like you really just have to um you know yeah it's um fuck dude like i yeah i cannot just stress enough just how much better my life was getting off the internet and like away from all that toxic shit um because like if i had stayed like i don't know the self-hate the self-loathing all the rhetoric you see online about like trans people being um, all yeah it's it's horrible it's so awful and it's mostly like edgy kids but like you give people a space to remain anonymous and they'll they'll encourage you in so many ways to go kill yourself. And eventually you'll like, you know, start to like, it'll, it'll, what's called brain worms, you know, it'll, it'll get into your head and you'll think about like, well, why even try? I'm, I'm six foot three. Like I'm, I'm this, I, you know, I can't be this. I missed my life. And like, I'm too old now. And like, I've got a family now and all these horrible things. And it's just like, it's so fucking depressing. But if you just get away from all that shit and you actually go out and do it, it's not nearly as like bad as your brain is going to want you to think it is. And that's part of what the transphobes want you to think is they want you to think that you're going to go out there and get called a T word and that you're going to be like laughed at and pointed at. And stuff. And nobody's laughed at me. Nobody's pointed at me like um, it's just like it's a night and day. And um and fuck the internet. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, it's horrible. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's nice to find camaraderie and those good spaces, but those bad spaces are really fucking bad. And mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. but, um, but anyway, yeah, that's, that's, I should wrap it up with my last tangent there.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was going to say any other closing thoughts and there you go. And you gave yeah, us. Yeah,
1: no, that's, yeah, things. that's, that's my closing thoughts is like, dude, if the internet fucks you up and some of those rhetoric from those spaces, fuck you up, you've got to get away with it. Cause it's from a, from, cause the real world isn't like that at all. Um, but they want you to mm-hmm. think it is, that's part of their agenda yeah. is they want you to think you're going to be ridiculed and made fun of and laughed at. And like, and uh yeah i mean and some of it some of it comes down to lookism too and that is a thing i'm not going to sit here and be like you know oh you know it's, it's some of it comes down to how you dress yourself um how you present yourself how your personality is and things like that like i've seen some very you know rough early transition people out there i've seen some some you know women that go real heavy on the makeup and stuff um and i mean bless their hearts like they're either new to it or they're just like trying to overcompensate for like beard shadow and stuff like i'm very sympathetic to that but like it's it's tough to find a balance between looking good and and like looking like your average like there's some early transition women i've seen that you know and i've you know i've been in that phase too where they go out wearing the, the skirts the high boots the fishnets and all that but if your goal is to blend in and not be noticed like you really can't pull that off unless you're going to an event that like um calls for that kind of dress and everything but like if your goal is to blend in like that was my goal you know i just don't i just want to be a woman i don't want to stand out or anything like that so my goal you know passing is such a fucked up weird term but like i just want to blend in and not be noticed and like i can't go out in fishnets and high boots and like short skirts and not be noticed like you know, it's just, that's just the way it fucking is. And so, you know, if you go out and you're dressed very provocatively or you're, you're into the heavy makeup or, you know, and like I wear wigs, like they look okay. They're not as bad as my early wigs, but they're not expensive either. They're cheap, but they look okay. And, um, you know, if take a look, good look, long look in that mirror, if your wig is really reading as a wig, like, Experiment with some different brands. There's lots of cheap ones on Amazon that you can like try out, and if you don't like them, you can return them for free. Um, experiment around until you find some that don't clock you as hard, because um, some are real shiny and you know the colors are great, but like you go out wearing like rainbow colored hair, it's just going to draw attention to yourself. So if that is your goal, that's fine, and you can do that. But if your goal was like mine, to where you just want to go out and live your life like a normal woman, you're going to have to like unfortunately as I've been told, dress your age, sort of bullshit. Like, and you know, obviously I don't always do that. But like, you have to blend in with women your age and um, take that for what it means. But like, a lot of the shit comes down to lookism, especially if like you're walking into a job interview and you want to work full time as a woman, like you're going to need to look you professional, you know, even though I went into that job interview wearing a see-through hoodie. Um like <laughs> I didn't do that on the second one, the other interview. I I looked very like adult and professional in that one. But um true. But yeah, it's just you gotta take a good long look in the mirror and figure out what works for you and what what look works for you. Um and I like That's I true. know I know how you want to dress. Like we we want to wear the high heels and the skirts all the time and the fishnets and I love it. Fucking love it but if your goal is to blend in that's not going to help you blend in you know so hopefully none of that reads as like toxic or anything or like you know i don't i don't mean it to be um it's just some of the reality of the situation that i've discovered going through this is um you know Mm -hmm. determine what your goals are and then take a really figure out how you can meet those goals um you know And uh, just don't be scared to go out there and put yourself out there because you're going to have to. And you're not going to learn to swim by reading about it in a book, you know.
0: It's true. Well, um, Linz, thank you so much uh, for that wonderful talk. I know it went a little long, but, you know, thank you again for chatting it up Mm -hmm. uh, with us this early morning. Um, Any like, do you want to give out your socials? Do you want to, I don't know, tell people again how they can reach you?
1: Um, again you know you can email me at uh, linz19 at protonmail.com um, i'm not probably i'm not quite ready to like divulge my reddit or the other interview i did um on that other podcast as much as i want to i just i'm not ready to potentially face all those eyes on me um but you know maybe in the third interview wh- or whenever we do that um i'll be in a better place and maybe my OnlyFans fans will be more popping. like if you really really one of my OnlyFans, fans you can just hit me up my email <laughs> I'll hook you up, sweetie. Um, but uh but yeah, it's just like, like I would love to give up my socials. I'm just not quite there yet. But maybe next time, you know. Uh but other than that, you can you can hit me up in the Discord, you know, the um Cross Yes Discord. I um I lurk there more than I post. Um, but I am around and you can always like at me or something or DM me, you know, through there I'm just Lens19 hashtag 4001 at a discord as I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what my like id number is but anyway but that's about it you know i don't have too much else to share so yeah because
0: you shared enough i think oh okay. yeah absolutely no i
1: i i am an i am a um serial oversharer like yeah perfect you, You've got well, a, we'll get you
0: to share that uh only soon enough we'll yeah get you. right that's right go take some more pictures awesome awesome all right well thank you so much glenn's you have a great day i'll have this mm. one posted way sooner than a year i promise okay way well i'll hear it in 10 months then <laughs> ten. <laughs> just, no, no, try, try like 14 months 14 to 16 okay. months we'll see that's fine
1: <laughs> then we'll have to do a third one because i ain't gonna look like this no more so
0: right you'll have uh m cups or is that a thing
1: Double um M's. i don't know i hope not <laughs> yeah, maybe i'll have a real voice by then maybe i'll have one <laughs> yeah just, a real voice, i'll yeah. actually sound different yeah but yeah, yeah i don't know <laughs> But no, anyway, fine. thanks for having me back on, by the way. That means a lot no to me. And, and, you know, it you know, be, don't beat yourself up for waiting so long. It actually worked out really good just because I was like, when you came at me, I was just like, oh, shit. You know, like, yes. And I do need to, like, listen to this again. Um, but it was, it was <laughs> a really good thing for me to come up and give this update just because, like, I need to remind myself sometimes how far I've come. And uh, this was a really mm-hmm. good way for me to do that. So mm-hmm. I appreciate you giving me the platform. No
0: problem. It feels like you let a lot off your chest that it felt like cathartic a little bit for I hope.
1: Yeah, I just yeah. I just needed to account for for where I've been and how far I've come. And this was a good way for me to like make that account, you know. And now I feel like I can I can move forward into my next phase. You know, I was closing the book on this one, you know, got out of the old job and do a new thing out of the old marriage in some ways and into whatever lies ahead. Um, so yeah, in a lot of ways, I felt like this was a good way for me to to close the book on everything so far and move forward. So again, I appreciate the space. No problem, no
0: problem. Thank you so much. Bye. bye. Good luck. Let me know if you need anything. All right, okay. bye. All right. And finally, the miscellany. Yeah! And that was part two of my Kyrgios convo with Linz and update, if you will. She was great. In the first part, she talked a little bit about her job, what she's doing moving forward, and yeah, her, like, how she was misgendered and all that other stuff. But in this part two, we learned a little bit more about her life with her wife, with her kids kid I don't know if she has any more, but her kid um, and her mom and her dad, and just a little bit more about her. And I'm so glad she was able to come on the podcast, to talk about it, because I know, again, part one, she was like, oh, you know, I don't know about this one, you know, back when we did it last year, because she was like so nervous. I'm not even nervous, but she was like so optimistic. And she was like, oh, I'm so gung ho about this transformation thing and transitioning thing. And then as she talks about it in this episode, she's like, okay, well, I'm fucking done with that. Like, what the hell? So, yeah, I'm excited for her. I mean, even her dating life sounds super exciting. (laughs) It's all good. It's all exciting stuff for her life. And I'm glad she came back on the podcast to give us an update. She's on the podcast discord. If anyone wants to talk to her, she can give her email out. um, Linz19 at Proton. Is that what the email was? I forget. We can listen back on it. But um, yeah, excited for her. Excited for you, the cross yas, listener for you to hear it because it was a good episode and she's a great guest. We'll probably have her for future segments. I still want a Lindsay lays it on you kind of segment because she's a philosopher and we love those kind of people on the podcast because we need more critical thinkers in the world and she's a good one, but that's it for this episode. Um, Probably be back with another DDT with Billy soon. Uh, She's doing great. She's having a lot of episodes coming up, doing a lot more interviews with some lovely people. Can't wait for you, the cross yas listener to hear it. And yeah, but That's it. I'll shut up. um, Give my uh, little end spiel here. Remember, remember, uh, you lovely people that uh, when it comes to your cross-dressing, sexuality, and or gender, no one gives a fuck. Sorry, no one really cares as much as you do, truly. So do whatever you want, wear whatever you want, and be whoever you want within reason. Because as long as you're not hurting anyone with your cross-dressing, sexuality, and or gender presentation, why does it matter? seriously live your life to the fullest authentically and on your terms because life's way too short not to be kind to yourself and one another and try to live your life with balance and without regret i hope you cross yas listener realize that you are loved by me and this podcast so please let me know what you need to help you succeed and another friendly reminder if you enjoyed what you heard this week remember to share this episode and this cross yas podcast with someone else maybe even someone you love Because if you found any of what you just heard helpful, imagine what this podcast could do for someone else. But that's all for this week and this week's episode. And until next time, keep it fresh, stay blessed. And remember, you're gorgeous. Again, guys, I'm not here to diagnose or treat anything. I'm just here to share my story. Have others come on the podcast to share their story, to help you learn about the world of cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender a bit more.